0: Here we go. We are back again in the studio. Happy to be with you guys today. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast with your host, Rockin' with you. My name's Tyler. You know the drill. Man, what a great weekend of, of some college football. Really, uh, I hate to say it because don't want people to feel bad or or anything like that but an incredibly predictable weekend in the big 10 not a lot of uh surprises we're going to get into uh the games our predictions man we're back on track i know uh we give out our predictions we do the betting lines and stuff like that and i keep track of that and every once in a while it's like you have a really bad week you have a really good week man we were on fire this week our predictions were just smoking and i love to see it when that happens uh mainly because you know it makes me feel good like i'm actually know what i'm talking about but hey you know the drill you know how it goes only one game we are wrong on the outright winner on just one game that's it one game and uh you know as far as the spread goes Four games so we were able to rally after a kind of a lackluster start to the season as far as that goes but hey uh, happy to be with you guys like i said just got back from las vegas uh, i've got to spend the weekend down there man vegas is a wonderful town let me tell you a lot of good a uh, lot of good times a lot of good atmosphere and boy do i love watching football on the mega screens <laughs> at the casinos not much better than that let me tell you it's it's awesome so uh, a couple of things uh, that we're going to go over obviously you know Last week, Big Ten. We do have a viewer question, uh, a listener subscriber question that I thought it was worth, uh, you know, answering. I think I think it's a great question, and and really, as we're looking forward, we we knew this week uh, really wasn't going to be like the, the the greatest week of all time uh, for these for for this, right? Uh, so I really want to focus on. I, I guess how do I say this? I, I really want to focus on. You know, going forward because we're going to get a lot more Big Ten matchups and stuff like that. So we're going to get all of that and a little bit more. Uh, we want to keep it short and sweet uh, for you guys. And uh, let's hang on and let's jump into it. So uh, first game up, we had Maryland, Virginia. It was the Friday night game. Uh, Maryland, again, continues to baffle me. Just, uh, I I don't know what to think of this Terrapins team. Uh, I I cannot get a read on them. And there's one other team in the Big Ten we'll talk about here in a minute that I just can't get a read on. Uh, now we were right as far as the prediction goes. I thought you know in the end they were really going to you know end up pulling away. We said 38 21, and it ended up being 42 14. So, uh but through through you know two quarters. It's 14-14 through three quarters. It's 21-14. And then they go on a rampage, score 21 unanswered. In the fourth quarter and win against the Virginia Cavaliers team, which is just, they're not good. They're they're not a good team. Maryland continues to stump me. I I don't know what it is. And looking forward to their schedule, I don't know when I want to get answers. Now, they do have Sparty coming up, and Sparty got absolutely walloped on Saturday. Sorry, Sparty fans. But then it's followed by Indiana, which I don't know if we're going to take much away. Uh, I guess there's the stretch that I'm really looking at is in late November. uh, Obviously, they're playing Ohio State. They're playing Illinois. Uh, but they do Penn State, Nebraska, Michigan, Rutgers. And I think that's really, I mean, honestly, I have so many questions. It's just a weird team. I've watched every single snap that in the Towson, in the Charlotte, and then in the Virginia game, and I still don't get a good read on this team. I'm like, are they good? Are they top 25 worthy? Man, the Terrapins are an interesting team. Uh, and I can't get a read on it. But we're right as far as the prediction goes. Uh, another team that I wanted to highlight. Shout out to Indiana! Uh, I was wrong on that one. I I thought that Louisville was uh, really going to blow them out, and uh, you know, Brown ends up getting the win, which we we predicted that Louisville would beat the Hoosiers. Uh, but really, I- an interesting game nonetheless. Uh, Louisville has had some really explosive offense, uh, you know, obviously against Murray state uh, ended up beating Georgia tech as well in week one, which is an ACC matchup. So uh really, I, I was, I was surprised at, at Louisville. I thought they would score more, but I think that's a tribute to Indiana. And if you're a Hoosier fan right now, you're feeling pretty good. Uh, you hung in there. You're up against Akron. You're going to be, I'm going to predict, two and two going into that Maryland game and like I said I can't get a read on Maryland the Hoosiers could maybe upset them now it is on the road but the Hoosiers really are just kind of playing uh nobody is expecting much out of them this year maybe just the coaching staff right and their parents but uh national media wise no one's really talking about them so we'll see if Indiana can level uh at two and two Penn State Illinois game was great. Wisconsin Georgia Southern game was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, the battle of the academics again. We were right on that one. Uh, the next game up that uh, I really wanted to touch on just briefly here was was Minnesota. Uh, they kept on flashing up the statistic. I think it was like you know PJ Fleck was seventeen and one and in non conference regular season games and uh, at Minnesota and their their loss was to I believe it was Bowling Green or something like that. Um, I'd have to go back and look, but they kept on flashing that stat and. Uh, I don't I don't want to discredit college football, because look, the the game is set up in a way that you have to do what, you know, in order to get ranked, in order to make the major bowl games, sometimes you gotta you gotta play the game. Uh, right, and and the game is just so interesting to me. Yes, the last game, sorry, it was bowling green in 2021, 10 to 14, uh, Minnesota lost. But you you look at their their non-conference game, New Mexico State Western Illinois, Colorado, last year, remember, Colorado, that was prior to Dion. year before was oh, Miami, Ohio, Colorado, Bowling Green, uh, year before that was 2020, we're not counting that, the next one was South Dakota State, uh, Fresno State, Georgia Southern, so, I mean, what did you expect, Minnesota should be winning these games, now, they went up against a very uh, interesting North Carolina team, I never felt like Minnesota was was ever really in the game, North Carolina was just just a step or two better on them on all these plays. Minnesota's offense yet really to impress me. Uh, 13 points against Nebraska, 25 points against Eastern Michigan, 13 against North Carolina. Now they're going up against Northwestern next week. Uh, we'll get into that in, on the, on the uh, Wednesday or Thursday show, whenever it releases. But uh, again, Minnesota, really weird. Uh, Flex been very consistent. One, one thing, you know, that, that I give him credit to is he's in 18 makes it to a bowl game in 19 makes it to a bowl game 2021 makes it to the bowl game 22 makes it to a bowl game back to back nine win seasons I mean he's got the right sauce and he's and he's working it really well at Minnesota but uh, you know going to Chapel Hill against North Carolina they weren't going to win that game uh, it was the first meeting I believe, all-time between those two teams. But like I said, next up against Northwestern, they've got to find an offense. And I don't know if it's really the, the quarterback's fault, if it's the, the lack of uh, you know intuitiveness on, on the offensive play calling. I haven't really nailed that down yet. And, and I, I really... I'm uh, trying to find uh, the, the positives here but defense is great offense is kind of failing this team right now and like i said i think we're going to learn a lot in the northwestern game they then play louisiana uh they should pick up two wins they should be four and one going to the michigan game which i don't think they're going to win uh so four and two is my prediction going into that bye week and they're coming against iowa or coming up against iowa after the end of that bye week on october 21st so We're going to learn a lot about minnesota if they struggle against northwestern uh you know duke ranked 21 really gave it to northwestern now it wasn't home so minnesota if you want to be on that same caliber a lot of people think this is a top 25 team duke's 21 so if you're in that uh 22 to 35 range which i think minnesota is they're going to have to put up some points against minnesota uh or sorry against northwestern minnesota is going to have to uh but really that that was one of my takeaways one of the funnest games of the week, I I was really interested to watch it, but uh, a lackluster uh, offensive performance for the Golden Gophers. Next game up, uh, again, the the team that uh, I'm I'm hitching my wagon to, I guess, because nobody's talking about them, is the Rutgers uh, Scarlet Knights. They beat Virginia Tech. Now, it's not, uh, I'm not going to take anything away. This isn't Virginia Tech of old under Beamer, right? Where they would win 10, 11, 12 games every single year, year in, year out. I mean, they were just to be, they used to be a force to be reckoned with. So I don't want to take anything away. Not only did they win, they covered the points and and they were favored uh, at game time, line closed at six and a half. Uh, we talked about them, I think it was seven or seven and a half. So uh, we obviously took that. I had faith in Rutgers I like what Shiano's doing I like the balance they have both running and passing the ball uh this week they're going up against Michigan going to be a tough uh but after they, they bounce back against Wagner or Wagner however you want to say that followed by Wisconsin and Michigan State but I think this is the team that's going to kind of fly under the radar again uh we'll get into Sparty here in a, here in a couple of minutes but uh I've not been impressed with Sparty Indiana I don't think is better than Rutgers uh Maryland again weird team I don't know if they're better than Rutgers maybe by the end we'll see uh you know if they're good or not but as i'm looking at it as it stands right now this team could make some waves uh you know i i looking potentially maybe 7 wins uh for the Scarlet Knights but I'm uh, really happy to to see them and, and to see how how they're performing. And, and uh, really, I just want to see them be relevant. I don't think, you know, four and eight, five and eight, three and six, two and ten seasons are good at all for the uh, for the Big Ten. So I, I want to see relevance. I want to see these teams being good. Iowa, uh, Western Michigan, very predictable. Iowa blew them out. Ohio State finally finds their offense. Oh, my goodness. Wasn't that fun to watch? Uh, they were able to get some, some offense similar with Wisconsin. That was honestly what I wrote down in my notes as I was preparing. Uh, Wisconsin found their offense, which was good, against a good Georgia Southern team, uh, coached by, by Clay Hilton. We went over that. Uh, but Ohio State, 63 points. You know, Wisconsin 35, Ohio State is up against uh, Notre Dame this next weekend. They needed a good, feel-good win going into that game. Uh, it's on the road. It's going to be a tough environment for them. Really excited to see, uh, you know, maybe they finally put it together and they've kind of put these uh, offensive woes in. And it's interesting because it's like offensive woes. If they're just going against lesser programs. It's hard to say if they were really trying to show everything or they wanted to show everything uh, because they knew they had Notre Dame coming up. I mean, you're kind of a a cat and mouse game at this point in the season. Uh, So congratulations, both Ohio State and Wisconsin, finding their offense. Uh, A couple other games before we get into the final ones I really want to talk about. Nebraska beats Northern Illinois. Uh, Again, uh, when you're looking at the overall, uh, when you're looking at schedules and stuff like that, Nebraska needs to get these next couple of wins. Yes, they're going to be easy wins. Uh, they should beat Louisiana Tech. They should beat Northern Illinois. That is correct. Uh, but you got to get a couple of good feel-good wins. And and if you're 2-2, two and two, it's better than being 1-3 and three or 0-4, oh of course. But you've just got to get it. You've got to get this right for the program. You've got to do it in front of your home fans. That was Matt Rule's first home game. They got the win. That's what they needed to do. It wasn't pretty at times, but they did it, and they were able to win. Michigan takes care of Bowling Green. Uh, last couple of games before we get into the viewers' question. Michigan State. Now, I, again, I don't want to get into the controversy uh, surrounding Michigan State right now. Obviously, uh, Mel Tucker having been suspended or, or whatever they they want to call it. I believe it's a suspension. Uh, you know, he's away from the program right now. They got walloped, seven to forty-one. Now, I don't think it would have. He would have had an impact. On this game, Washington has an absolute uh, stud at quarterback. We know Michael Penix Jr., what he did at Indiana when he was there. Uh, but really, an outstanding offense overall. And so, I was like, I, I, I knew they were going to go to East Lansing and win. Now, I, I don't know if it was going to be really that bad. Uh, but it was it was a molly whopping. And as I'm looking at uh, Sparty's schedule coming up, they're not better than Maryland I don't think even though I can't get a read on Maryland they're not better than Iowa for sure uh, really you know worst case scenario right now you're two and three going into that bye week uh, like I said I don't know uh, outside noise if it's going to you know keep this team distracted I had them Top ten, uh, you know, most difficult schedules in the entire FBS. This is not going to be an easy ride. It could get bumpy, Sparty fans. I am sorry, uh, but I just don't see a lot of wins coming your way in the foreseeable future. I think maybe uh, the next game you might be competitive in is is the Rutgers game, maybe the Minnesota game. But as I'm looking at the schedule, it's a lot of. It, I, I see a lot of L's as far as predictions go. Now I could totally be shut up next weekend when they play uh, Maryland. They had four home games so we haven't even seen this team in you know, adverse conditions or, or playing against a crowd and stuff like that. So really interested to see what Sparty does. Uh, I feel bad. Maybe, maybe, you know, you just throw the tape out. You don't even watch the Washington game. You say, hey, we played like crap. Let's move on to Maryland. Uh, really excited to watch that game. And we'll be breaking that down again further. Uh, the last game, of course, Purdue against Syracuse. Uh, this is another team that I can't get a read on. I couldn't get a read on last year. I hyped him up, uh, Purdue, last year. Like, oh, they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Uh, they lose to Penn State, they beat Indiana State, they're like, all right, one and one-on-one, they're going to beat Syracuse. They lose to Syracuse, they beat FAU, and then I was like, well, they're not going to beat Minnesota. They, they go on a tear. Minnesota, Maryland, Nebraska, lose to Wisconsin, Iowa, beat Illinois, Northwestern, Indiana last year, and I was like, I couldn't get a read on them. They were so, you know, Jekyll and Hyde, back and forth, and it's like the same thing this year. They lose to Fresno State, Okay, well, I you know maybe this first year coach is going to be tough going to Blackburg. Uh, I don't think they're going to be Virginia Tech. No, they be Virginia Tech. Well, I was like, hey, look, this is an absolute great game. The Syracuse Purdue game last year was great. Uh, I believe they played a couple other times. I believe so. They played three or or something like that, but. Regardless, every time I've watched them, it's been a really good game, and I'm like, "All right, well, they're not going to win. We're they're not they're they're going to win this game. They're at home, coming off of a big win. They'll be two and one, really great for the program, and they lose. I can't get a read on them. I guess I, I mean I, jokingly. Don't I mean?" down, but um, maybe you just don't listen when I talk about Purdue do the opposite, Purdue and, and, and Maryland, and I th- I think it'll bode for you guys well, because I just can't get a read on them, I feel like I've got a good pulse on all the other programs uh, in the Big Ten, but Purdue and Maryland, they just, Purdue especially I can't get a read on, Maryland I just feel like there's something weird going on every time I watch, but Purdue uh, they were in it, I mean let's be honest, they they were they were in the game uh, the, the final score is not indicative of uh, of the you know the results on the field, uh, fifteen points seems like a little much, and I, and I was able to watch every single uh, snap of that game. Pulled away in the end, what do you do? Right, a couple you know Uh and maybe it comes down to you know Dino Babers being you know a seasoned coach versus a first year coach. I mean, you just don't know, but really, I. Uh, You know, phenomenal game. Uh, Purdue's looking to bounce back uh, this Friday. Don't have to think about it too long against Wisconsin, the Badgers. So excited to watch that game. And uh, opening line already plus seven in favor of Purdue. So if you want to get that uh, line early, go ahead and take advantage of it. I probably wouldn't. We'll continue to watch the lines as they move throughout the week. So, uh, I I want to get to a listener question. It was submitted through X. Be sure to follow us there or Twitter if you want to see that. Uh, had a great question and and a conversation that's been going on in college football. And I want to address it here. And you know, definitely in the off season, I want to do some more long form uh, type of podcast and really break down. Maybe do like a research type podcast for you guys and really get into the you know the the nuts and bolts of of these in these issues. But I had someone ask, and they said, do you think that the Big Ten should uh, basically adopt what the Pac-12 is doing this year? I believe the ACC is doing it this year. Uh, the Big 12 has done it the last couple of years, and that is not having divisions, basically just going into big pool, a big round robin. You play who you play. Uh, obviously... You know, Texas, Oklahoma always going to play each other, uh, right? Florida State, Clemson always going to play each other. but, but you're always going to go into a big pool and then we're going to take the top two teams out of you know who, who has the best conference schedule and then we're going to play them again. And as I, I was asked this question, my first instinct was, well, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't know because we're going to be adding four more people to this conference. We've got USC. We've got UCLA. We have Oregon. We have Washington coming We, we, we they're on their, they're on their way, right? They're coming soon. And so I don't know if the, if it is the most apropos component of it. I think that, The format used works well for the ACC and the Big 12. I don't think it would work well for the SEC and or the Big 10. Now, Pac-12 is no longer, right? I mean, I guess you got Washington State, Oregon State. But I feel like we're really seeing the SEC and the Big Ten as as the big two in in college football. I mean, they're they're the they're the power conferences. We know how many times they've won national championships. At the SEC, I think, Big Ten is right there behind them as far as quality and, and you know, top to bottom. I think Big Ten's better, but that's just me. Uh, I'm also a Big Ten podcaster, right? And so I think it works well for those. And but for an outright champion. Like, you know, last year, I, th- I think it does well, right? For TCU, I believe they were undefeated or whatever. They lose to Kansas State, right? And then it's like, well, they played in their conference championship game. What are we going to do? We got to put a man, right? And you know, it boded well. They, they beat Michigan, right? Uh, same thing with the ACC. In order to kind of get the, the push over the second Team or the third team in the Big Ten or the SEC, I think you, you're like, well, I have a we have a full conference champion, and especially if they win that game, the reason why I wouldn't love it for uh, the the Big Ten is I would hate to see Ohio State and Michigan both be undefeated through conference play because they're just really a step above everybody else right now uh in the conference but they play you know November 23rd and then they turn around and play each other November 30th. I don't think that would be good for the Big 10. I like that they're both on their side of the conference. I think this the the conference sides need to be mixed up. Of course I want to see Penn State and Michigan and I know that there's a lot of history there but I don't know why Penn State's not on the other side of the conference. I can understand Sparty with being with Michigan and I, I can understand that, but same thing it was it was kind of a weird alignment uh and So I wouldn't be, I'd be fine moving Penn State over there. Where are we going to put USC, UCLA? Do we do more of that round robin style? I don't know, but I think it's a great question. I want to actually hear from you guys. I don't think they should. I think we should wait until we see where, you know, where we're going to put USC, UCLA. Uh, I mean, obviously I think there would have been a better game title game last year than Purdue Michigan but hey um, I don't think they should right now uh, let's see once when they add them into the conference I think you put it to a conference vote I think you ask the fans what they decide but I just hate to see that uh, and maybe it's not Michigan Ohio right uh, Ohio State maybe you know in the future it's it's uh, you know Wisconsin Iowa you know in the near future maybe those teams are revving up and they play each other you know two weeks prior and then they play each other again after two weeks in the conference championship game I don't love it now it's hard to say it's like well you know you you see a team twice you're going to know their tricks you're going to know their tendencies so that's why i would i would prefer kind of keeping the the separate side of the conference and then if they so happen right purdue plays michigan in the season oh well um if illinois would have won uh just won one game against purdue it would have been illinois against michigan last year and it's like that was a great game we get to see it uh it was that big house and then it goes to a neutral side game hard to say but i really want to hear from you guys i i say no I thought it was a great question. I wanted to talk a little bit about it uh, as we kind of, you know, week three not being the most exciting uh, of, of games, very predictable. Uh, but I want to know from you guys. So let me know. Submit it in. Uh, do you think they should they should go do away with the, the divisions and just go into a round robin pool? Should we keep the divisions uh, as is or should we mix up the divisions? I say mix up the divisions, but that's just me. So, this has been another edition of the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. I mean, I really, I really do appreciate it. Uh, We have so many fans across this great nation can't wait to get into week four. So many good games. I mean, Wisconsin, Purdue, Maryland, Michigan State, uh, Indiana taking on Akron. Let me tell you. No, I'm kidding. Uh, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Penn State, Iowa. I mean, We've got some really good games. Uh, I think we're going to learn a lot uh, about teams like Rutgers. I personally think we're going to see a lot about Maryland and Michigan State with uh, some questions that they have there. We're going to see some identity. We'll see what uh, Wisconsin does. They, it seems like they caught their stride. Are they going to be able to maintain that against Purdue, a team that I just cannot predict correctly. Or, uh, Ohio State going to South Bend. Are they going to be able to handle the Irish or are the Irish going to get the better of them? And really, as you're looking at Notre Dame's schedule, they better because, uh, Notre Dame, a lot of just, uh, cupcake teams. They've got some teams. They have a couple of good games coming up. Ohio State, Duke, uh, followed by USC, uh, you know, a few weeks after that, but, uh, a lot of Stanfords and Tennessee States and navies on the schedule. So Notre Dame needs this game. Ohio State needs to come out and uh, show them just the strength of the Big Ten and maybe convince Notre Dame to join, finally. But uh, they remain independent as of right now. I wish they would just join. What can you do? Can't force teams to do what they don't want to do, right? I guess if I could be commissioner of, the, of FBS, make Notre Dame part of the Big Ten. Be so much fun. Love to see the rivalries. I want to see the rivalries back. All right. Enough rambling there. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Be sure to to, uh, hit that subscribe button. Tell your family. Tell your friends about us. We're going to be covering all of the games uh, for this next week in depth, given what we're thinking, what we're seeing, along with our predictions. Thank you guys so much. Have a wonderful Sunday night. I know you're listening to it Monday morning, but I'm going to bed. Have you guys uh, a wonderful week. Be sure to tune into the the second show of the week coming up, and we'll see you guys then. Have a good one.